Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And, you know, I love April. I love April for a lot of reasons, but I really love April because we focus on LinkedIn on this podcast. And I get to talk with so many cool people who provide us such great tips and information. And so please join me in welcoming today's guest, Jason Osborne, to our program. Welcome, Jason. Hey, Deb, it is great to be here. Thanks for having me today. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will dive into this. So Jason Osborne started his first business at age 20, selling window coverings, grossing $150,000 in his first year. His journey into the online world came in 2007, where he trained and qualified as a certified life coach. Within 18 months, Jason had built an email database of 9,000 loyal subscribers, not just going out and finding these names, and exploded his coaching business to serve clients in 13 countries around the world. Seeing the potential for even greater growth, Jason quickly moved into the online marketing space to share his success and teach people how to use social media to generate business. Today, Jason's passion lies very much with LinkedIn, his expertise showing people how they can generate consistent, high-quality leads on LinkedIn without being spammy or paying for ads. He's also the director of coaching for a large social media training agency where he oversees world-class training to tens of thousands of students each year while leading and directing a team of over 20 online business coaches. This has earned him the title of coach of coaches within the online marketing industry. So again, Jason, welcome. Yes, thanks, Debs. feel a little bit like, well, I, I didn't know I do all that stuff. <laughs> I know. It's always fun when we hear our bios. We're always like, know, it's crazy. Is this fun. Um, you know, one of the things I always like to, to talk with my guests about is to learn more about them. You know, you've had a very circuitous route. We were talking before the program that you 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 have kind of a mixed accent um, because you've done multiple things in multiple countries. So tell us how you got to where you are today and how you discovered that this really is your passion in life. Yeah, cool. So it, it's interesting where our journeys take us in life. So I'm originally from Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I've lost my Texas accent, though. There's not too much twang there. <laughs> it's not too much there. I can put it on. My kids mm-hmm. always say, Dad, talk, talk, just like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, uh, so I, I moved to the Republic of Ireland on the mm-hmm. West Coast near Galway uh, to a little village called Athenry for anyone that may, that may know where that is. Uh, so that was about 16 years ago or so. And um, uh, as you said, I, you know, I've always been very entrepreneurial. I had my first business when I was 20, um, going around Houston, selling window coverings. And I loved it. It was, it was an amazing business. I loved doing it. It, it taught me so much about business, mm-hmm. taught, a lot, taught me a lot about myself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so anyway, when I moved to Ireland, I was looking for a business. If you're an entrepreneur, it's in your blood. You just can't, you can't help right. yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really intrigued with this whole online world. Before I'd moved to Ireland, I kind of started learning and reading into a little bit more and was really intrigued by the whole thing. And so I thought, well, how do I, how do I get started with this? And so I, uh, I've always been really big into self-development and self-improvement and all that. And so I thought, well, what if I combine those two things? So I trained up as a life coach and, um, and, you know, as you said, I started marketing myself online and I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing online at all. Like, but I just, I loved, I loved being able to have impact mm-hmm. around the world that people would you know, subscribe to my email. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, how, however we communicated very differently kind of 15, 16 years ago online than we do now, but people, I was like, man, I, I can have impact around the world. This is, this is amazing. Right. Like, wow, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just dove right into the mm-hmm. whole thing of online marketing and, and learned as much as I possibly could. And, um, 
yeah, as you said, I built up an email list of 9,000 uh, people. I ha- was coaching people in 13 different countries. Mm-hmm. And I'd gone to know some kind of big names within the online marketing world. And, and they said, well, why don't, you know, why don't you start actually teaching, training, coaching mm-hmm. people how to do this stuff? And I was like, do, do what? Like, I didn't even know I knew anything to right. teach. I was just uh-huh. trying to figure it out myself. Mm-hmm. You know? So I was like, okay. So I transitioned and that was about tw- uh, 13 years ago, I think now. And um, off and on over those years, I've been doing that in one form or another, mm-hmm. helping people. And of course, now, as you said, I- I'm very much focused in on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, which I love. It's probably one of the most misunderstood and mm-hmm. underutilized mm-hmm. platforms. Yep. And it's one of the re- re- reasons why I love uh, doing it. Because anytime mm-hmm. I'm doing webinars or any trainings or guest speaker in anywhere, and it's you know to a group of people, mm-hmm. whether it's online in person, and you ask people, you know, are they doing much on LinkedIn? Most people aren't. Right. You get the that, shrugs, the <laughs> Yeah. Can can you generate business from LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. Like people just don't get it at right. all. Uh, and I love that because mm-hmm. it's there's just so much opportunity mm-hmm. out there. Um, so that's kind of how I got started with it. Mm-hmm. And you know, as I said, uh, as you said, I'm a contracted out with a very large uh, social media training company mm-hmm. here in the UK as well. And we have the privilege of coaching um, thousands of people mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's just loads of fun. So that's, that's the short version of, of my journey. And I know we'll probably get into more of that, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's where, where I kind of started and where I'm now and, and just mm-hmm. love what I do. Right. I love it. I love it. So, you know, obviously I was looking at your, your LinkedIn profile and you know, it's, it's always fun when I talk with somebody who knows and understands LinkedIn because they get it. They know what things to put in their profile. And so you've got the, I call it the billboard, you know, the big image behind your your head. And you do exactly what we tell people they should do. You catch people's attention with it because you say in there, from plane crash survivor to impacting companies around the globe. Okay. Plane crash survivor. You're going to have to explain that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Obviously, if you don't don't be in a plane crash just to put something like right, that yeah, no, no, don't LinkedIn. do things. Just- <laughs> yeah, don't don't do it on purpose. But yeah, I uh, I was living in Houston. Um, mm-hmm. I was uh, I was twenty. Gosh, I always forget because that year was so blurry. I was twenty one or twenty two. It was mm-hmm. it was two thousand and two, January seventeenth, two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. So it was nineteen years ago now. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, we were we were I uh, was involved in a commu- uh, a church, a, a community center mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and we were looking at building up a like a, a youth facility, youth mm-hmm. community facility. And uh, we had heard about one that was uh, around Colleen Temple, mm-hmm. Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, so we uh, we had um, a friend of ours was a pilot. Mm-hmm. And so we had a little, uh, well, I, didn't, I didn't have it, but um, they had charted out a, a twin engine, twin engine Cessna mm-hmm. uh, prop plane. Mm-hmm. And we flew from Houston to Temple. Right. And, it's much uh, faster. Mm-hmm. It's faster, yeah, and 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 um, yeah, just okay, cool. So we'll do and that. It's fun, and, yeah, right. It's fun, yeah. Um, and I've never been in a little prop print mm-hmm. plane like that before. And uh, so we were we were uh, on our way there, and uh, the flight was about an hour long. And mm-hmm. I knew we were getting ready to be there because about an hour had passed. Mm-hmm. And um, then basically, we were told from the guy that was sitting in the co-pilot seat, um, he he wasn't flying the plane; he was just one of our friends sitting in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just said, you guys, I don't think we're going to make it, you know, start praying. Yeah. And yeah, so I, he, he was known as kind of a jokester mm-hmm. type guy. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Ha. And he's like, no, uh, I'm serious. Right. So we knew on his, by the look on his mm-hmm. face, like, well, are you serious? Mm-hmm. And um, both engines in, ended up uh, dying in the air. Oh, and you so became a it, glider. <laughs> we became a glider. Yeah. So it mm-hmm. went from like, if you've ever been in a really small prop plane mm-hmm. like that, it's very, very loud. Like right. I couldn't believe how loud and it then is. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just silent. So yeah, we, um, we were, uh, we were just kind of gliding Did you down. run out of fuel. Well, the official ruling from the NTSB was there was a mismanagement of fuel. Um, we didn't run out of fuel because mm-hmm. um, if, if you go to my profile, you'll mm-hmm. see um, there, there's a lot of fire. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there was fuel there. But mm-hmm. um, but both planes ended up, um, not planes, both uh, engines ended up mm-hmm. di- uh, dying because of the, mm-hmm. the mismanagement of fuel. Mm-hmm. And um, when we were coming in, uh, the uh, pilots are basically trained. I learned all this afterwards, but they're trained when they're crash landing to fly in between two trees to rip the wings off the plane. Right, because that's where the fire is going to be. Yeah, well, and that's where all the fuel is stored is mm-hmm. in the wings. Mm-hmm. And so rip that off. So you remove 
um, as much of a fire mm-hmm. risk as possible. Um, so that's that's what he did. Ah. Um, ha- however, the plane was built a year before those regulations came in. Oh no! Place. So it wasn't breakaway wings. There, there wasn't a, <laughs> there wasn't breakaway wings. Yes, yes. And so what happened is um, he uh, hit the the right wing with mm-hmm. on a tree, mm-hmm. and it torqued the plane ninety degrees into right. a house while mm-hmm. ripping the right side of the plane off, mm-hmm. um, which is the side that I was sitting on. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, so I woke up, couldn't, I, I didn't kind of know where I was. It was right. really weird experience. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know what was going on. Um, and then, and then I kind of remembered I was on a plane and then mm-hmm. I forgot I was on a plane. It was, it was weird, just a very weird, mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on. And, um, so I, I was, I went to, uh, get out of the plane. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't see anyone in the plane or mm-hmm. hear anyone, um, uh, and then, and then I heard one of my friends and then I forgot I heard him. Mm-hmm. It, it's so weird what happens mm-hmm. when you're, when you're in a right. massive kind of mm-hmm. traumatic crash like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so after a while I, I could feel a lot of heat and mm-hmm. I thought, well, I, I need to get out of the plane. And I, I thought, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I thought maybe we had had landed in a field somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe everyone was outside waiting for mm-hmm. me. Like, and all this happened probably in the span of like two minutes, two or mm-hmm. three minutes. Right. It seemed like a long time to mm-hmm. me though. And, and I went to get out and my arm, I, I went to get on the, the big hole that was on. Mm-hmm. So it was my left-hand side of the, mm-hmm. the, but it was the right-hand side of the plane. And I went to get out and something really hot touched my arm and, and it felt like a really hot iron touched it. Mm-hmm. And I ended up having like a big, uh, almost third degree burn Ooh. there. Uh, and on the crash, it had, mm-hmm. it sliced my arm here <gasps> down to my bone, mm-hmm. and uh, so I I thought, well, okay, I'm I'm just gonna stay here because yeah, that was hot. I, that, that was out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna stay here. Um, but then it got really, really, really hot, like mm-hmm. intensely hot, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I have to find my way out of here because mm-hmm. this is I don't know, you know, is it gonna I burn up? I, right. I didn't know explode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have any clue. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I kind of made my way out, mm-hmm. and um, actually, the the picture you see in the banner, there's a guy kind of pointing like this, mm-hmm. and you can see me coming out. And that mm-hmm. was he was the first guy that showed up. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, um, he just gotten off duty. He mm-hmm. was a paramedic. Ah. Um, they had just gotten off duty and saw the plane coming down and kind of followed it to where it was mm-hmm. going. And so he was actually calling me over while mm-hmm. telling everyone else to stay away because he didn't mm-hmm. know if the plane was going to blow up. Right. So um, so anyway, he kind of called me over and mm-hmm. then I ended up just kind of collapsing down on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, a, a, a friend of mine, um, he got out of the plane as well. But then the other three, there was five of us in total. Uh, the other three passed away. Oh dear. Crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it was, it was pretty severe mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So it, it, it's taken me a while. I've never had any problems talking about it. Mm-hmm. People ask me about, it, I don't have any mm-hmm. problems talking about it, telling details of the story right. or anything like that, but I've always, uh, I've always felt kind of um, hesitant to use that mm-hmm. as part of my life. Just, you know, mm-hmm. survivor's guilt. There's a lot of stuff right. that I had mm-hmm. to work through all that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I just thought, you know what, it's part of my life. And right. if it helps me to definitely impact, unique, help me, mm-hmm. it's unique. If mm-hmm. it helps me to impact mm-hmm. people, I'm going to use that. Right. Um, whether that's people who have suffered loss and mm-hmm. trauma, if I can help mm-hmm. them that way, or whether it's to capture people's attention, mm-hmm. to be able to say, look, I can help you mm-hmm. in what I do and, and all that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's the story of it. And, and so, yeah, it's part of my life and something mm-hmm. unique that I put up and yeah. definitely, as you said, mm-hmm. recommend Mm-hmm. Put up something unique of yourself right. up there as well. Doesn't have to be right. a plane crash. Right. Just something. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no other plane crashes. Oh. Um, but you know, one of the things that that you know I tell people, and we've had a lot of people talk about during this month, is to use LinkedIn in a more personal way. Um, you know, I think we all initially when we went to LinkedIn, it was more than likely we were looking for a job and we cut and pasted our resume, right? And then for many people, they never went back. They might have gone back and updated it and, and some things like that. But we always think of it as being professional. You know, if you want to talk about your dog or your cat or your kid or, you know, all of those things, you use the other social media platforms. Yeah. And and that's true. I mean, you know, LinkedIn is not where you post the cute cat videos, unless maybe you're a vet. Um, you know, and <laughs> and but it's still okay in in your, especially in your about section 
to have those personal details, um, you know, or or even in your headline, um, you've got something. I've got something. I mean, I talk in in you know in both mine that I'm a passionate college sports fan, you know, and that that just gives people. First of all, they think, oh, this is a real person, yeah, yeah, you know, and and so talk to us more about you know how we truly personalize LinkedIn. Yeah, and I, I, I'm a, I'm right on the same page with mm-hmm. you, Deb. It, it's a huge thing that I see a lot of people make mistakes in, and, mm-hmm. and it is because of, I think people still look at LinkedIn as a res- resume or CV platform, which it is if you're looking right. for a job. Mm-hmm. It's great for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're if you're looking to promote out your business, generate mm-hmm. leads from the platform, it is about making it more personal. And mm-hmm. I always tell people, you know, particularly in your about section the amount of, of about sections to me that look like a resume is, is shocking. You or know? they have one sentence and you're like, eh. one, <laughs> yeah, what's that, you know, what's that mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I always tell people, you know, when, whenever I'm hiring people, uh, particularly when I was in management mm-hmm. jobs, when I went, you know, in companies when I was hiring loads of people and stuff, you know those those receipt those resume re- review days. I didn't. I wasn't excited about those no, days. They're, they're no. boring. Yeah, people lie about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Like it's just it's not exciting. It doesn't capture people's attention. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people if we're being really honest with ourselves, no one really cares about me, mm-hmm. right? right? They want to know how I can help them. Mm-hmm. And when we understand that psychology of mm-hmm. it. It's about making sure that your profile is all about your prospect, how mm-hmm. you can help them. And, and, and when I say how you can help them, it's not listing out all the things you do yes. and your pricing. I can do Yeah. Yeah. It's boring. People don't care. People don't like brochures. People like stories. People like understanding that and knowing that you understand them, you understand their problems and their challenges and you get it and all of that sort of thing. And so, yeah, it's really, it's a big thing that I harp on about with all my clients. We usually spend anywhere between one and two hours working on making sure that their profile is set up really well around that. So totally agree. It's, you don't want it to be boring. It doesn't mean that you have to have emojis all over the place. Some industries that works really well in others. It oh yeah! If, if you're an engineer, emojis might not work. If no. you're in social media, emojis are cute. Exactly, exactly. So there's yeah, yeah, definitely making it personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as you said, that uh, uh, the banner, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a big piece of real estate on right. your when when people come and look at your your profile. Mm-hmm. And so having something in there that is unique, different, um, you know, definitely don't have the defaults. Oh, the, the blue gray whatever yeah, thing. Don't mm-hmm. definitely have something else in that. But try to stay away from all that stock imagery stuff mm-hmm. as well, um, or just like a, a company logo. Mm-hmm. That doesn't tell me anything right. about how mm-hmm. you can help me, mm-hmm. you know. And so having something in there that shows credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are, if you do any training, if mm-hmm. you're a public speaker, have some images of right. up, of that up there because mm-hmm. it shows credibility, mm-hmm. experience that people have actually mm-hmm. listened to right. you. You know mm-hmm. that you've got some ex- something to share. Mm-hmm. So making something uh, around that for your banner is mm-hmm. really helpful as well. Right. You know, and the banner can have stock image. I mean, you know, because a lot of oh, us yeah. don't, you know, but uh, we don't have pictures of us in a plane crash. Um, but, you know, do something that makes sense. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and she is a professional writer. And so, you know, she was going to look for like one of the old fashioned typewriters and and have that as part of it, but just part of it. Then she was going to, you know, have something else yeah. in there to, to personalize it. But yeah, if you're using stock photography, still have it something that is applicable. Um, you know, and, and I tell people all the time because they're like, oh, no, what do I do? You know, it tells you, it actually tells you here are the best dimensions, or you can always Google it and then use Canva. Um, you know, or another program like that to design it, to make sure it looks good, um, you know, so that you don't take something in there that gets grainy or, you know, all those things. It's pretty easy to have a pretty nice image up there. Yeah, it's really easy. And if you're not a great designer like me, like I'm not a great designer and I don't try to be, I I waste a lot of time trying to design stuff because I'm bad at it. Um, Go to Fiverr. Right. You know, and get one done. You can get mm-hmm. one done for, you know, 15 or $20. Right. And, and have it done. It'll look really nice. Mm-hmm. It's the right dimensions. Um, you know, they can find photography mm-hmm. that works for you. Um, so yeah, stock photography is fine. I guess what I was saying around that I've, in, in 
to just plunk it's, something up there. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or as you said, go along, it needs to go along with what you do. So like, mm-hmm. I've seen people who, uh, you know, let's say that they're, um, uh, a psychologist mm-hmm. and then they have a skyline image in their background. Right. It's like, well, You're like, what well does that, that doesn't mean? make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, make sure it's congruent mm-hmm. with what you do, but um, it, it definitely your profile is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but that's the first step. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of people go, I just need my, my profile updated. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they think they're just going to get floods of people right. coming to yes. them. Mm-hmm. All right. But that's just the beginning mm-hmm. of the whole process, right. but it's, it's definitely a really important mm-hmm. bit of it as well. Right. You know, and that really is what I hear the most from people. You know, we've got a great profile or what they think is great. Um, it, it, they've got, you know, quite a few connections. They've done, you know, kind of those steps, but then they have absolutely no idea what to do. And that's really where you specialize in is, you know, because the the worst thing is, of course, when we come across as spammy. Because yeah. we don't know what to post. And so, you know, we either post something that is buy for me, buy for me, buy for me. Or, you know, when we, we respond to a request to, to, to connect, you know, our immediate thing is to try and sell them something. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, and whether that's just you type it out or it's automated, which ugh, we all know, we can, we can tell immediately when it's automated, right? Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, it's like, ooh. Um, yeah, and there are ways to do that. I mean, I had a guest on earlier this month who has a, a fabulous program where it's it's very specific. I mean, you know, and, and it it doesn't always send out an automated response, you know, and, and also, but anyhow, you know, there are certainly ways to do some of these things yeah. without being spammy. But I think that yeah. is people's biggest concern is either A, I'm going to be spammy and they're not going to care, or B, they're not going to care. So talk to us about what the heck, how do we get people's attention? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I love this stuff. So you're right. Uh, people are afraid to be spammy or people just don't care if they're mm-hmm. spammy or not. Right. And, and, and that's, what's giving um, a lot of people kind of a bad taste in their mouth mm-hmm. for LinkedIn right now is they're, they're getting a lot of automation stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a massive fan of automated tools mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. I think automation tools can work really well on a lot of other platforms, mm-hmm. but on LinkedIn, it, it, it's not great. Um, you know, they send your connection requests out. And then as soon as mm-hmm. someone accepts the connection request, it's usually a written message to mm-hmm. them and it just sells and it's right. spammy and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's, it's like throwing mud up against the wall. Mm-hmm. So what I always say to people is um, you, you want to think about how you stop people's scrolling patterns. Okay. And that's not just on their content, but it's in their messages as well. Okay. How do you, how do you stop them to actually make them pay attention? Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give an example around this. When people post, and we were actually talking about this a little bit pre-show, when people post, sometimes people get really discouraged around Mm -hmm. posting because I'm posting, I post all the time, and I just don't get stuff. Mm -hmm. Posting to me is what I call more of a passive marketing aspect of it. Now, you can be proactive in some of the things and how you do what you Mm -hmm. do in terms of posting. But if you're just posting content out there, what you're doing is, first of all, you're hoping that it shows up on their LinkedIn Mm -hmm. feed. If it does, you're hoping they stop to pay mm-hmm. attention. And if they actually do, for whatever reason, stop mm-hmm. and pay attention, you're hoping they actually consume that information. Mm-hmm. If they consume the information, then you're hoping they engage and interact. Mm-hmm. But then what? Like, then mm-hmm. you're hoping they reach out to you and go, oh, my God, that was so amazing. Can I mm-hmm. buy from you? Right. Like, there's a lot of there's hope a lot involved. Of hope. <laughs> a lot of hope. And mm-hmm. I don't like working on hope, you right. know, like hope is great to, you know, but it's it, it, in, in terms of marketing, it, it's not great. So I'm not saying don't post content. I, I right. post content on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to cr- build credibility and engage with people mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Um, but there's more of a strategy to that. Mm-hmm. I like being more proactive okay. in the way that I, I do it, not, not aggressive and not spammy. So there's a big difference between mm-hmm. those two things but being proactive where you're actually communicating messaging out to people once they've, they've uh, connected back to you, Mm -hmm. but doing it in a way where it's not, as soon as they connect with you, you send a message. Right. Because then, then you're thinking that is automated. Mm -hmm. That is automated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you don't, you don't want that. You Mm -hmm. want, you want to show people that you're engaging with them, Mm -hmm. right? You're wanting to show up in, in their notifications. You're Mm -hmm. wanting them to show up that you've actually paid attention, Mm -hmm. 
that you actually care, mm -hmm. right? And then when you do message them, you message them in a way that stands out, mm -hmm. you know? And there's different ways that you can message on LinkedIn. There's mm -hmm. three different ways you can message right now on LinkedIn. You can do text, mm -hmm. which we're all familiar with, mm -hmm. which is what most people do to spam. Mm -hmm. You can send an audio message, which mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know you can do. Mm -hmm. And then what a lot of, what even less people know you can do is you can send a video message on LinkedIn. Right. And so, you know, people who do LinkedIn, they're like, oh yeah, we already know that. But most people don't. Like, right. I don't, I've, I, I've never used those two. I've never and, done audio or video. And they're awesome. They're mm -hmm. amazing. So doing things like that on, I, I always say, how can you stop people's scrolling patterns? So right. whether it's the content that you put out mm -hmm. or whether it's the messages you send, what's going to make people mm -hmm. stop and actually pay attention? Mm -hmm. That is where you're going to make yourself night and day different mm -hmm. from your competition because your competition, one, they may not want to put that effort in. You might go, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, but it's not automated. I don't want to have time to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, people aren't going to pay attention to you anyway. And right. you may even get banned on LinkedIn because mm -hmm. you're spamming people right. all the time. Yeah, because if people so, report you, if enough people report you, LinkedIn goes, nap, you're done. Or yeah, you're at least suspended. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're cracking down on that as mm -hmm. well, particularly over this last year. Yep. Um, I, I, I haven't seen any official numbers from LinkedIn, but I saw someone post around this. Uh, you know, there's been like a 2,300% increase in traffic on LinkedIn. Right. Because like we all got shut in our little bedrooms. Yeah. <laughs> and so we went, ooh, let's use LinkedIn. Yeah. And so there's been so much more traffic, which means mm -hmm. there's been a lot more spam. Right. And so LinkedIn, you know, they are clamping down on mm -hmm. that. And I always tell people, you have to think about it from LinkedIn's perspective. Mm -hmm. If you can think about it from LinkedIn's perspective, mm -hmm. you're going to be long term in this game. Right. Right. LinkedIn, what they're doing, they want to make sure that they're providing a good user experience mm -hmm. to me and you. Right. right. The users. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because if, if it's not a good experience, we don't use it. We're gone, mm -hmm. which means they lose user uh, mm -hmm. user numbers. We go somewhere else, mm -hmm. and they stop making money, right? Mm -hmm. So, and 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 LinkedIn's goal is to have three billion users on the platform by twenty twenty five. Wow, right? They're they're around seven hundred, mm -hmm. I think seven hundred sixty six million. Somewhere around there, yeah. They're they're right approaching there. a billion. Mm -hmm. They're approaching that, mm -hmm. yeah, and so. You know they have aggressive goals to increase mm -hmm. their their database mm -hmm. or user user mm -hmm. experience uh, users mm -hmm. on there, but they it has to be done in the right way. So if you think long term on what it what they're wanting to do, and mm -hmm. by implementing good strategies where you're adding value to people, mm -hmm. you're going to win the game long term. Right. And I don't know about you, Deb, but I'm in the game long term. I don't right. know. We're looking mm -hmm. for a quick win. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, those so, are fun, but yeah, yeah. You know doesn't pay the bills long term yeah. either. Mm -hmm. No. No, no. So uh, that so the other kind of term I use around that is stand up and stand up marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, where people, you know, it, it stands up in front of them and it also stands out as well mm -hmm. and helps them to actually pay attention. So one of the, one of the things as well that I, that I recommend when we talk about content marketing is if you see an image, mm -hmm of a person that's standing on top of the mountain mm -hmm. with their hands raised in the air. Mm -hmm. What do you think that post is about? Oh, it's inspirational. Something inspirational. Mm -hmm. Are you going to stop and pay attention to that? No, because I saw four other images like it. Exactly. It's, it's so it's, it, it's the same. It's mm -hmm. boring. People associate that image mm -hmm. with the content and they're mm -hmm. going to go, I've, I've, I've read this a million right. times. I don't even know what it is, but I already know it. Yeah. So, and, and they, they, right. They don't even think it's new, you know, or original, no. you know, it's, it's, it's either you're saying the same thing or you've just shared somebody else's content and, and, you know, it's okay to share other people's content, Yeah. But, you know, if, if it's, if it really is something that I already saw four times and I've only been on LinkedIn for 15 minutes today, then yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I always, always tell people use imagery that's going to make people pay attention. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have them something that's shocking, right? right? So one of, one of the, and I don't, I don't mean shocking in terms of, you know, has to be something horrific, but it but catches some, their attention. Mm -hmm. It catches their attention. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, um, one of the posts that, that I made a while back um, was a really cool image. And it mm -hmm. was an, it was a picture and I don't know if someone Photoshopped it or, or not. I don't know. They probably did, but it was, it, to me, I, it was amazing, but it, it looked, it was an image of, of basically a, um, 
a parking lot mm -hmm. of like an apartment complex. And mm -hmm. you can see the apartment complex on one side and there were cars in the parking lot. And mm -hmm. of course there was a fence. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of the fence, there was grass, right? right. Mm -hmm. But in the parking lot, it was flooded. Ah. Okay. And so the image was, I don't want to know why it was flooded. I want to know who built the fence. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that got so much engagement. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so people mm -hmm. were, you know, looking at that. Wow. That's different. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Like, wh why did, how is that happening? Mm -hmm. You know, how's one side flooded and the other is mm -hmm. not. Right. And, and so finding images like that can mm -hmm. really help your engagement, help mm -hmm. you stand out so that people, at, it stops mm -hmm. people's scrolling patterns. So mm -hmm. they actually pay attention and it gives you much more opportunity mm -hmm. to engage with them. So that's the content side. Right. So just some tips around that on, on when posting well, content. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at your profile right now and the, the most recent post you did, and you use a lot of images, um, you know, and, and I, you know, I'm a big fan of images also, you know, it, it does catch people's attention, you know, and, and all those things. Um, but, you know, you, you've done a post and the image you put on it, it's a, it's a black background with white text. So that right there makes it stand out because that's, you know, that is very different from what we normally see. And then it just says, do you think failure is bad? And failures in all caps. Comment yes or no if and explain if you'd like. You know, and so I love that because even if they don't read what you post along with that image, they might still comment, um, you know, and, and so, but it, it obviously caught my attention because it is, it's that stark image. Now, you know, if you do it every single time, then it, it loses, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's potency, but you know, that what I love is that you also say comment. And I've talked about this before with people is that somehow, even though there's that big block there that says add a comment, there's the buttons for like, comment, share, send, you know, all those various things. Somehow we still seem to think we need permission. Mm. And so the second you say comment, yes or no, or, you know, things like that, then people are like, oh, well, Jason really does care what I, what I think. So I'm, I am going to comment. Um, you know, you gave me permission to, to comment. And, mm. and that's just kind of one of those weird, purely anecdotal things that I have discovered is when I ask for people's comments, I get comments. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's true because you're, you're asking people to engage mm -hmm. and, you know, people like to be heard. They like mm -hmm. to hear what their thoughts are. Right. And actually there's been some really intriguing comments on mm -hmm. there as well and mm -hmm. different perspectives from what, you know, what people have said around it that I was like, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't mm -hmm. really thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. And so I, I like it as well. It's mm -hmm. engaging to me and, and helps me see different perspectives. Right. So yeah, definitely anything around that. Cause you know, when I was making that post, I tried mm -hmm. it with the, the white background and black text, which is what you normally mm -hmm. see. And, but I, as you said, I always try to look at how it can help just stand out mm -hmm. and give me that little bit of an extra edge mm -hmm. from all the other content mm -hmm. that is being put out there, which in reality, um, on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. the user content on there is so small compared mm -hmm. to the data, right. to their user yeah. database. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and, and I love that because it means when you do post, it has a better chance of standing out. Um, yeah. You know, you're, you're not one of a bazillion, you're one of a thousand, you know, and I mean, I'm, I'm making up those numbers, obviously, but, you know, it's, it's not like when you post on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of those things where there really are thousands of other competing posts, yeah. um, you know, and, and the likelihood then of yours being seen is slim to none, um, you know, and, and I was also noticing that you pretty much only post once a day. And, you know, that's one of the things people ask me is, oh my gosh, how often should I post? And, and I tell them, okay, start out small. Don't even think about once a day, start with a couple times a week, you know, and, and, but once a day is pretty sufficient. I mean, clearly you're very successful with this. And so it's, you know, you're not stopping and thinking, oh, I have to post every couple hours. I have to, no, once a day really is enough. Yeah, I think so. And, and the thing is, I, you know, 
So some people might post, you know, three or four times a day and they're on it all the time. And I just don't have time for that. Right. Um, and so I do, I, you know, I, I post around once a day, I post a minimum kind of three times per week mm-hmm. and, and it works and I enjoy, I enjoy it. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things like I, I kind of balance all of this with what I enjoy as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And if, if something becomes really burdensome to right. me, then I, I always look, how can I do this easier? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I know that I'll eventually stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if it's, if it's burdensome to me mm-hmm. um, or I'll outsource it. Mm-hmm. And right. um, which is always a good, good thing mm-hmm. to do as well. Yeah. Well, but, and we can tell when we're reading posts from people, you know, when, when they're just putting it in, you know, they're, they're phoning it in, um, you know, and, and it doesn't matter what it is, you know, it, you can tell, you know, I remember years ago, I subscribed uh, to one of the big marketing folks, to their their um, e newsletter because I thought okay this this guy's going to have a ton of great information. Well, somewhere he had s- proclaimed that he would post once a day. He would commit that he was going to post once a day, and that was great for a while. But then he started running out of things to say, right? You know, and yeah. and so what originally was these great blog posts that were very informative ended up being one or two sentences. And I, you know, I stopped opening him because it was like, mm. okay, he doesn't care. So why should I care? Um, you know, and, and so when we feel like we're, we're forcing it, people know, you know, and, and yeah. so take that step back and say, okay, you know, why, why are, why am I feeling like I'm forcing it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that, that I teach a lot with the content to help out, and we're talking a lot about content, even though to me, that's not the major way mm-hmm. um, that, that to generate leads and, mm-hmm. and what I teach, but for content, you know, one of the things that's really good, and, and I didn't come up with this, I've learned it just through the years of what I've been mm-hmm. doing, but having, um, you know, three pillars, columns, three areas mm-hmm. that, you know, that you want your kind of content to be built around mm-hmm. and, and then for each one of those, just list 20 talking points okay. on each of those. Mm-hmm. And you can do that and you'll have 60 pieces, right. 60 content You just made ideas. basically an editorial calendar. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and then it becomes a lot easier to create content because mm-hmm. um, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever done this, Deb. I, I definitely have. If you don't know what you're posting and haven't kind of planned it out, mm-hmm. you'll sit there go great. I'm going to create some content right. today. And for the next 45 minutes, you're thinking, yeah. well, what am I going to, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And you know, your well, brain. And then I get sidetracked and forget yeah. to go back to it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and so, and so by creating more of that kind of content mm-hmm. calendar type of mm-hmm. stuff, so, you know, you can just look at the topic and go, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. As soon as your mind focuses mm-hmm. in and it knows what it's talking about, mm-hmm. it's easy to come up right. with content. Mm-hmm. And it's you can even tr- do content in advance. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, you know, I have my own podcast, just mm-hmm. like your podcast we're on now. And so that, you know, if you're doing anything like that, that that's just easy content because mm-hmm. you're doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's value, valuable information right. to post out. And so that's mm-hmm. really helpful as well mm-hmm. for any type of, um, you know, mm-hmm. like interviews or anything like that, that you're doing. And um, e- even, you know, I always say to people, if, if you're doing a webinar, you're a guest speaker or anything, always mm-hmm. record that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously with permission, if it's mm-hmm. not your if right. you're not hosting mm-hmm. it, whatever, and then use that as content. You can mm-hmm. split it up. You can, you know, right. if it's a 30 minute segment, you can split mm-hmm. it up in five minute blocks. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you've got six pieces of content mm-hmm. that you can put out. So there's, there's loads of just little things that you can do to help with mm-hmm. the content element of what right. you're doing on LinkedIn. Right. So, well, Jason, you say that content really isn't the key to success. So what is? So for, for, for me, the thing about it is being proactive in the way that you're reaching out. Okay. So what, what I mean by that is this one, you want to make sure that who you're connecting with, who you're targeting Mm -hmm. in terms of who you're reaching out to is very, very clear that you have a very clear understanding Mm -hmm. of who your target market is, which we all hear of. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of times when I'm speaking to my clients, like, oh yeah, you know, I already know all that. But when I actually start digging into it, Mm They're not clear. Right. They and accept s- every request to connect. They you know, take every business card they have and yeah. connect with those people. Um, and, and I think a lot of people do, you know, the, the whole quantity thing is far more important to them than quality. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've even had people say, oh, well, 
because um, at this moment, like I don't even have 10,000 um, mm-hmm. uh, followers on LinkedIn mm-hmm. or connections. And I'm like, that doesn't, okay, great. I mean, I can yeah. go out and get an extra 15 if I want to, mm-hmm. but why? Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know, like it's, it's the people who I'm wanting to do business with, mm-hmm. who I'm wanting to connect with, mm-hmm. who I know I can help as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm not looking for just anyone. So when I lived in, in uh, the States, one of the mm-hmm. things that I, that I did there is I was a mortgage uh, um, a broker, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't even do that anymore. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go, oh, yeah, I can help you out with your mortgage mm-hmm. and stuff. Right. Just because I was able to do it or maybe mm-hmm. I can do it. So like mm-hmm. a life coach, right? Mm-hmm. I, I can life coach people. I, right. I'm trained up mm-hmm. as a life coach. But if someone comes to me asking for life coach coaching, I, I don't do that. Right. Like, You're going to refer gonna just, them to somebody else. I'm going to refer them to mm-hmm. somebody else. So getting really clear on who you're targeting mm-hmm. is, is the first step. Mm-hmm. Once you actually have them as a connection, mm-hmm. Start to engage with them. Okay. Right. Don't just automatically, uh, you know, send that that Mm -hmm. spammy message off to them. Mm -hmm. Engage with them. Show up in their notifications. Mm -hmm. Okay. We love notifications. Mm -hmm. All of us, whether it's on Facebook, Mm -hmm. Instagram, whatever. Whenever acknowledges our existence is maybe it it, it Mm -hmm. makes us know we actually are. Someone notices us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so. And that's why we have these, right? Mm-hmm. All of us have these within two feet of our body right. pretty much at all yeah. times. Because we love seeing that someone liked our post, that someone commented, that someone shared, you know, all of those various things. Yeah. And and we have to make sure, a friend of mine always says, you know, we always make sure that our phones are charged. We could care less if our partners are charged. Right. But mm-hmm. if our phone isn't charged, mm-hmm. it's a big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have, so whenever we see these these things come in, mm-hmm. you know, we get these dopamine, dopamine right. hits and all that like, kind of ooh. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's cool. And it's, it's if we the just, whole Pavlov's dog thing. It you is. Know, the, it dings on our phone and we're hungry for that information. We're just ooh. drooling. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it is. So if we take, what we were just talking about earlier mm-hmm. around content mm-hmm. and all of that sort of thing. And if, if most people, so most people who post content, they don't get a lot of engagement, right? Okay? They just don't. Mm-hmm. So when they do get engagement, particularly from someone they don't know, mm-hmm. they're intrigued. Right. Right. They're you've like, caught Oh, caught their attention. So you've caught their attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, who is this? Oh, Oh, mm-hmm. wow. They've, they've liked, and they've, they've, like the mm-hmm. post or they've commented on mm-hmm. a post or they've endorsed me for one of my skills. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. It shows them that you're paying attention, but it, it puts you on their radar mm-hmm. as well. Right. Okay. And you might go, Oh yeah, but they just accepted my connection request. They're not sitting they didn't there going, have oh, to, they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And they're not thinking, Oh my God, Jason's on the top of my mind now that I've accepted mm-hmm. uh, his connection request. Like th- they've forgotten about me because They've got a life, right? Yeah, within a minute of them commenting, clicking, sharing, whatever, they're on to something else, and and you cease to exist. Exactly. And so, what you want to do is you want to, uh, in a in a friendly way, remind them Mm -hmm. of who you are, and and doing things to be noticed by them Mm -hmm. on engaging with their content, endorsing them, all that sort of stuff is really really helpful to that because you show up in their in their notifications Mm -hmm. when you do that. So once you've engaged a bit with them, and it doesn't have to be, you know, weeks of that, it's just mm-hmm. one or two days of it. Right. Then the way that you message them, you want to message them in a way that adds value. And mm-hmm. this is one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't get. Mm-hmm. So they'll message people in a way where it's, this is what my business does. Mm-hmm. This is, this is what the services we offer. Mm-hmm. Can, you know, would you like to buy? Mm-hmm. You know, or do you want to get on a call so I, I can tell you more about it? Mm-hmm. No, no, thanks, mm-hmm. but not really. You know, mm-hmm. because again, you're doing the same thing everyone mm-hmm. else is doing. So, how can you add value? How can mm-hmm. you so show social proof that you've mm-hmm. done it for other people mm-hmm. that they're able to look at it in a way where they see the value in what mm-hmm. you're doing? They communicating them away with in a way where they they are appreciative. Mm-hmm. Of, of the message you've sent them and how mm-hmm. you're communicating with them. And that's, that's the important bit. Mm-hmm. I get, I get messages from people all the time because mm-hmm. you're never going to have a hundred percent success rate with people going, yeah, 
cool, let's let's talk. Right. But I get messages people all the time that say no, thank you, mm-hmm. and they follow it up with, but thank you so much for your message. Mm-hmm. Or wow, I really appreciate the way you've mm-hmm. reached out to me. It's not for me, but thank you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. You mm-hmm. want people to be able to still like you. Mm-hmm. By you can't you with your communication. Right. Not you. You bothered me, and and you know now I'm going to uncon un, un yeah unconnect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unconnect, unfriend, whatever. Mm-hmm. Get rid of you. Uh-huh. Throw you out the door. So it, it, so that's what you're really wanting to do mm-hmm. is you're wanting to engage in people in mm-hmm. such a way where they're appreciative of the content. They see the value that you're you're adding mm-hmm. in that message, and that um and I always say to people, don't try to sell mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, in right. my experience, it is selling on the platform. Mm-hmm. is not what you want to do. No. You want to create that engagement interaction mm-hmm. and then move that conversation offline. Mm-hmm. Right. And actually have that communication mm-hmm. with people so you can understand what their actual needs are, mm-hmm. what their challenges are. And can you actually help them? Because mm-hmm. you might get on the phone with them and realize, actually, you can't help them. And that's right. fine, too. You can refer or maybe them they can help else. you. You never know. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, you know, having all of that is, mm-hmm. is really important. So for me, that's the proactive bit where mm-hmm. you're reaching out to people, mm-hmm. you're communicating and messaging them in such a way where it stands out from all the other, mm-hmm. you know, DMs they get mm-hmm. that are just spammy. And so they pay attention mm-hmm. and then they actually do want to speak to you right. because you're so, I mean, I've had people come back to me and just say, do you know what? I just want to get on the phone with you because you message cool. me. You sound cool. Mm-hmm. You, you've messaged me in such a different way. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and, and obviously with the world that I'm in around lead generation mm-hmm. and LinkedIn marketing, there's a lot of people out mm-hmm. there spamming the heck mm-hmm. out. We can help you with your LinkedIn mm-hmm. lead generation and all this stuff, which a lot of people are just using automation tools. They don't know mm-hmm. anything about marketing. All right. they do is set them up on an automation tool, mm-hmm. which you know, it's just spam. Mm-hmm. And so I've had people come back and say, I get these messages all the time, but yours mm-hmm. is so different. Mm-hmm. I, I want to, I want to talk to you. Right. I, that's what mm-hmm. that's what you want to do mm-hmm. in the way that you communicate. Right. And, and and of course, then the absolute critical thing is to respond to them. You know, I I get these <laughs> messages all the time, and it's so funny. You know, I, I got one the other day where you know he sent me a request to connect. Looked interesting, so yep, I I accepted it. And you know, a little bit later, so it you know wasn't I wasn't thinking it was a bot. He responded, and he responded with a really humorous response. I mean, it was uh, it, it was along the lines of "Dear first name here," and then he put dot dot dot. Just kidding, but you know we we all get those right, and we do. Yeah. And so then he's you know, and, and then he went on a little bit more, and and I said, you know what? And I replied, and I said, okay, you did catch my attention, and I'd actually love to chat with you never heard back, you know? Uh And I'm like, dude, you spent all that time kind of catching me. Then you never bothered to reel me in, Um, you know? And, and, and if he were to respond now, I wouldn't reply back, you know, because it's, you know, it, it was cute a couple weeks ago. Now it's like, yeah, you really didn't care. Um, And more importantly, I'm going to think, okay, if you, if you didn't care about that, you're not going to care about if we actually work together. I mean, you know, you yeah. just showed your work ethic there by doing it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I totally agree. Yeah, if people come back and say, "Yeah, let's communicate," then then communicate. Right. You know, and, mm-hmm. and 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 it doesn't look, have to be right away. I mean, 24 hours ish is is okay, but yeah, you know, two weeks, no, not so much. Yeah, and 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 you know, I mean, here's the thing: I I've missed messages because mm-hmm. look. LinkedIn's right. messaging platform mm-hmm. is is not very user friendly. Like, no, it's you, very cluttered. It's mm-hmm. hard to to it, it's it's just not user friendly. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I, I, I've missed messages mm-hmm. just because things if right. there's it's just cluttered how mm-hmm. LinkedIn has it. Uh, hopefully they'll they'll update it and make mm-hmm. it more user friendly at some point. Um, but you know, even then, it's how you communicate back to right. people around that. Yeah. You know? Oh my and, gosh, I missed your message. Yes. <laughs> And and be honest around mm-hmm. it, you know. And that's what I've told you. Hey, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I missed it, but I missed it. I'm really sorry about mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, I'd still be open to chat with you, mm-hmm. and, and and you know, in that way, it's still personal. They know mm-hmm. that, and and most people are pretty forgiving of that mm-hmm. and understand that. But yeah. yeah, definitely communicate back. Um, move that move that conversation into mm-hmm. a phone call then, and and kind of go from there. So mm-hmm. you know that that's obviously. You know what I do with my clients. We go into mm-hmm. a lot more depth around that. I help them frame it, and we work right. through all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, LinkedIn, it, 
kind of going back to what I was saying at the earlier mm-hmm. earlier, it is a phenomenal platform, mm-hmm. but it's probably one of the most misunderstood and right. underutilized platforms mm-hmm. out there because people are still trying to use it like Facebook or, or Instagram and mm-hmm. you can't. It's just a it's a different the psychology of people on there are just different because how they're using LinkedIn, that very same person mm-hmm. or it, they're very different on Facebook. Right. Oh yeah. I am going to post the cute cat video on Facebook. I would <laughs> yeah. never, ever post it on LinkedIn. No, no. So it's, so I love it. It's, it's a phenomenal mm-hmm. platform and so, so, so good to generate business, mm-hmm. uh, get leads from it. I mean, some there, there's so much opportunity mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, right? So much. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, definitely, I love that you're doing this whole month on LinkedIn because uh, if if people aren't on LinkedIn, they need to get on mm-hmm. it. They need to start understanding it better and using it, mm-hmm. utilizing it because it is a fantastic right. platform to right. use. You know, and I think one of the things that we've definitely seen, I mean, we, we alluded to this before, is the pandemic. You know, it, it totally made us change how we connect with people. Um, you know, here in Atlanta, you know, they went back to in-person n- networking meetings in May of 2020. You know, and and I mean, that was, you know, and, and, and so the organizations that I belong to started meeting. Now, part of that was they could meet outside, you know, and, and so that kind of helped with, you know, with the cootie factor. But you know, I looked at it and I went, yeah, I'm just not comfortable doing that. You know, it's just, you know, and, and, and I miss the people. I really miss yeah. the people. Somebody hugged me the other day and it startled me, um, you know, because I was like, well, yeah, yeah he touched me. He touched me, um, yeah. you know, and, and, but, you know, it is one of those things where you know, were not comfortable going to those things. And more importantly, I think we discovered I didn't need them. You know, it was it was okay to go see people, and sometimes I got some good education. And here in the South, of course, the catering is fabulous. But um, you know, it, we all discovered well, we don't we don't really need that because we can network on LinkedIn. Um, you know, and and it really has been how I've been building my network, and and I've been you know trying to be as you said you'll know, be very strategic about it and not just you know, black out there, um, partially because if you send too many things in one day, like too many requests to connect in one day, LinkedIn goes, uh-uh, you know, so you do have to watch that. And and so, you know, I go through and I pick, yeah, maybe 10, you know, 20 at the very most to to send a request to connect. I tell them why, you know, because as fabulous as I think I am, you know, why would they want to connect with me without knowing why? Um, Yeah. But, you know, there's certainly very strategic ways. And and I think we're going to discover that, you know, when things are more back to normal, you know, it's, it, it, that's not going to happen. I mean, for one thing, you know, we normal's gone. We have a new normal. Um, but we're, we're going to continue doing this. And so why not make sure that you've got a spectacular profile and a strategy for it? But, you know, one of the things that I always wonder, Jason, is how, you know, this seems very time consuming. How much time per day do you think you spend on LinkedIn? So for people can can spend, you know, 30 minutes a day on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very doable to do that. Right. I do that um, while I'm having breakfast. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. really easy to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an outsourcer, a VA that does a mm-hmm. lot of stuff for me on that. Mm-hmm. So um, I, so time-wise, there's a lot mm-hmm. more time actually spent on it doing that. But but that's what I do. Like I'm mm-hmm. a LinkedIn trainer, I consult, I train people. So right. uh, you know, you'd better we, be we spend, spending time on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spend a lot more time on it. And and there's new features rolling out all the time. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, there's just literally been an announcement in the last two days around LinkedIn that I'm, I'm quite excited about. Um, uh, but with your profile image, mm-hmm. the little circle one mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, um, you're going to actually be able to upload, I believe, um, we're, I'm still trying to find the exact length but a, a 20 second video intro ah yeah because they've got the audio one and and i love that i i just changed mine because it's it was designed just to tell people how to say your name yeah and which is good because nobody ever says my name right and i you know it doesn't really matter to me but um you know and and but it's you get 10 seconds so yeah. it's it doesn't take me 10 seconds to say career nope. so I've added a little blurb there, you know, and, and so you get, you know, a little 10 second blurb, but, oh, I love the idea of video. That's way cool. 
Yeah, yeah. So they're 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 launching that. Out. So that's going to be cool. So that mm-hmm. it's going to be a great way for people to straight away be able to mm-hmm. hear hear you and see mm-hmm. you and actually give you a little bit more time to explain what you do. Right. And then of course there's a lot of other strategies involved mm-hmm. with that as well. You can you can tell them to go to uh, mm-hmm. a landing page for a free gift mm-hmm. and there's loads of other stuff that you can mm-hmm. do around that. But that's pretty cool that they're doing mm-hmm. um and they're doing some stuff with your uh if you're a content creator, mm-hmm. um they're going to be putting the featured section up right mm-hmm. at the very top, which all of that is right. Mm-hmm. It's below the about section. Mm-hmm. So anything featured that you have, mm-hmm. people have to scroll down. Like it's below the fold. Right. So they're putting all that, uh, mm-hmm. in option. Um, mm-hmm. you, you don't have to have it, but to putting that up at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't do LinkedIn lives. Um, but one of the really cool things that they're mm-hmm. launching now as well is if you do LinkedIn live, your banner mm-hmm. will turn into your LinkedIn live while you're doing the LinkedIn live. Oh, now that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all these sorts of things they're mm-hmm. you know LinkedIn is looking at how mm-hmm. how can people continue to engage mm-hmm. with people and which is awesome so mm-hmm. that's you know that's why I would say it, it, get on LinkedIn mm-hmm. get on there create content add value connect with people um, and and help mm-hmm. if you're there to help and people can feel that see that know mm-hmm. that that's what you're there to do you'll you'll get business from right it, so. right. You know, I always tell people, use it the same way that you would if you were attending a networking thing in person. Exactly. You know, you're not just going to go up and fling your business card at somebody. You're not going to go up and immediately say, hey, Jason, I'm Deb. Why don't you want to work with me? Yep. You know, and, and, you know, we take time, we build relationships, we have conversations. You know, we might not actually pitch to them for weeks, months, you know, who knows? Um, But, you know, we also need to have that good 30 second elevator pitch, which is kind of what I think about your about section is, Um, you know, and, and all of those things. So, you know, treat it that way. And, and the the big part is, I think to, to remember, and this really comes back to exactly what, what we've been talking about is treat people with respect. You know, you don't like being spammed to being, you know, ignored. So don't do that to your, your connections. Exactly. Yeah. Treat people how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And and that is a big key to that. If you if you do it that way, you communicate, reach out, all your messaging, all of that. Um, just just do it the way you would want to be mm-hmm. reached out to. Right. And you'd be surprised mm-hmm. what a world of difference that will make in, mm-hmm. in the way that you generate leads mm-hmm. and do business on LinkedIn. Great. I love it. Well, oh my gosh, Jason. See, this is why I set a timer because you know, we'd we'd be going for hours and and it's evening for you. You're ready to knock off for the weekend. (laughs) But tell us um, exactly what you do for people and then how they connect with you. Sure, sure. So um, I do a lot of consultancy with people, uh, work with corporations as well as coaches, consultants and advisors, Mm -hmm. and actually consult with them one on one on uh, making sure their LinkedIn profile is right and Mm -hmm. how they message and um, how they move outside of what I call your commodity based marketing. And so that they stand out how to to do all of their messaging, mm-hmm. content, all that. So we do a lot of consultancy around that. Um, I've also just launched a digital course around it as well because some people okay. don't actually want to do the consultancy mm-hmm. side. So we've got a course around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've started managing some people's LinkedIn as well okay. um, because they just don't want to do it. They mm-hmm. want to outsource that so they mm-hmm. can focus on building their business mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Um, so we, we do kind of a wide range of stuff, mm-hmm. um, but I, I have a free uh, uh, mini course. Ah, it's a wonderful. LinkedIn mini mm-hmm. training course that people can get by going to impactforleads.com. Mm-hmm. So impactforleads.com and mm-hmm. you can get that for free and uh, kind of start getting into mm-hmm. the LinkedIn world around that and and uh, they can implement what they uh, learn on that training Great. and uh, kind of go from there. Perfect. I love it. I love it. And of course, they can connect with you on LinkedIn. Um, of you know, and, and <laughs> it's funny, I put in the show notes, I, you know, I, I will have your uh, your LinkedIn URL, but I also say, tell people where, you know, and, and because we, you know, if somebody doesn't tell me why they want to connect, yeah, it's kind of 50, 50 is as to whether I'll yeah. connect with them or not. And a big part of it is I look and I see, Oh, we've got a whole bunch of other mutual connections, but if it's a, you know, somebody I have, not, then, you know, most of the time I don't even go to their profile. Yep. So, yeah. Same, you know, same yeah. here. I, that's what I was to people. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you're connecting. Mm-hmm. Say, Hey, I saw you on this, this, mm-hmm. or I saw you on that. Mm-hmm. Then at least, I'll, I'll accept you then. Right. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what industry you're in. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I'll still accept you. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, we kind of, our, our egos kind of like that a little bit, right? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Right. 
Well, oh my gosh, Jason, you know, we, we are finished uh, with the, the program. And so what final thoughts would you like to leave everyone with? Well, so what I'd say is this, uh, I'll, I'll just reiterate what I was saying earlier. Think mm-hmm. about how you want to be reached out and communicated with. Frame that in the way that you reach out and communicate with your ideal target market and prospect and add value to them. You do that on a consistent basis. You will generate business through LinkedIn. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, I've been having just an absolutely wonderful discussion about LinkedIn with Jason Osborne from Impact for Leads. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.